So I think the reason that, that giving a butterfly lecture at the aquarium fits right in with the broader picture of ecosystem services and the fact that we are living in a flat planet now. And what I mean by that is, is that it's not actually flat, but from an electronic point of view, from a social media point of view, um, it's all the same. And as the population of the world increases, if people don't reconnect with ecosystems, with Mother Nature, we're going to end up dying and Mother Nature's going to be very happy. And I think part of this big picture is, is tying the two things like butterflies and butterfly photography with nature photography underwater and the exhibits here in, in the, uh, well, we have butterfly fish downstairs, so uh, that certainly is, is within the theme. But it just, it doesn't seem to me to be a stretch. And, and I think that it's important that we introduce the people that come to the aquarium to things other than just what's in the aquarium. And of course, I, if I could put a, a plug in for your new Pacific Vision, where we reinvent the aquarium of the United States, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to follow that. The whole question is the interaction of food, energy, and water, and ecosystems. My interest in butterflies, I'm not exactly sure of how old I was, but um, our, my brother and I, uh, mother got us a butterfly net, and I, probably I was 11 or 12. And my cousin is also the same age as my brother, so he got a butterfly net as well. So the three of us would spend our summers on Lake Ontario at our cottage and down at our camp in Pennsylvania collecting butterflies. So we all became butterfly collectors. My brother's the only one that actually carried it on. He ended up the associate curator of the Rochester Science Museum and uh, did an awful lot of work in, in butterflies, but also in all sorts of things. But it's it was that getting a butterfly net and then just being turned loose on Mother Nature. So retirement has, has been just about as busy as what I was working. And uh, what I have as my major effort in retirement is going to be producing nature photography, nature photographs, nature documentaries. And the first one I shot in uh, Costa Rica in May. I was down there for two weeks at a butterfly farm. And I shot um, a butterfly documentary that's going to be called in Spanish El Morfo and in English the, the, the uh, Blue Morpho Butterfly of Costa Rica. And so that's going to be one thing is these nature documentaries. I already have one that I've shot in uh, the yellow-eyed penguin of New Zealand so that's next up. And next year in January to March I'll be spending um, two months in Costa Rica at this butterfly farm where they raise about 15 species of butterflies. And I'll be doing a, a full-length documentary. And what I mean by a full-length documentary, I don't know what I mean. But it's going to be basically something like an hour. And it's going to be exploring constructed rainforests uh, for biodiversity, ecosystem services, and sustainability. So this little five-acre rainforest that William Camacho of Costa Rica has built in 1997 was pasture land. And now you go in there, you have trees that are 75 feet tall. You've got three-toed and two-toed sloths. You've got two species of poison dart frogs, the, the commander, uh, commando or commander, and then also blue jeans. And, and there's a, a caiman in one of the ponds. There are all sorts of birds, 15 species of butterflies that he raises. And then there's other uh, butterflies that come on 
on there. And it's just an amazing thing to think about. This person without a college education has built this wonderful nature hotspot by just making sure he's doing the right thing. And it's, it's amazing. And he's built uh, the whole thing based on just selling butterfly chrysalis. Well, actually, my f next documentary will probably be the yellow-eyed penguin of New Zealand. And, and that's going to be fun because I worked with the world's expert uh, on yellow-eyed penguins, John Darby, while I was in New Zealand. So I got an opportunity to go out and see 30 different nests, and I got an opportunity to pick the nests. And so yellow-eyed penguins are quite different than, for example, your delis or your kings or your emperors. It's the third largest penguin, and it's the, the rarest of all the penguins. There's less than 3,000 mating pairs right now. Um, and so I got a chance to pick my, my nest that I could photograph. So I actually was able to get into the nest with my camera. I was 10 or 15 feet away, but could actually see five-day-old, 10-day-old, and 15-day-old chicks being fed by the adult, which it's never been photographed before. And then I came back in January, and they were 65 days old, and they came popping out of the, out of the nest and were, were dancing around in front of me. So that's going to be the next one.